Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly people podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 183, and welcome back to the Front Porch. It's a beautiful morning here in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, it's getting warm out, and so my walks are happening to get earlier and earlier. So I was up nice and early this morning. I uh, got to go on a walk and then just came out here and sat and watched the birds. I just put a new feeder up, a bird feeder up. <laughs> and uh, it's fun watching all these small little birds just kind of zoom in. And so that's that for me has brought a lot of joy recently, just like watching these birds come in. Man, I tell you what, getting older is like a weirder deal. You know, when you find the enjoyment of like watching birds fly around, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what my grandparents, my grandparents used to talk about birds like they were people. And I remember thinking, like, as a kid, like, that is so bizarre. And now I'm, like, I'm finding so much joy <laughs> in watching these birds come up to these feeders. It's so funny. I'm, like, like a flashback to my childhood and my grandfather having bird feeders everywhere and talking about them. And he had names for them and all those kind of things. I get it now. Like, I totally get it. I totally, totally get it. Uh, so that's that's kind of been awesome. And, and and I got my buddy Beasley. He's my, my puppy, and uh, he's uh, eight years old, and he's sitting out here with me on the chair. And we're just enjoying the day, enjoying a, another day that God's given uh, to me, to us. And so, so grateful for each and every one of you, wherever you are. Thanks for uh, listening in. Um, I don't know if you're new or if you've been around for a long time, but I really do appreciate uh, the fact that uh, many of you listen in. Hey, um, just wanted to let you know, last week uh, launched uh, the Front Porch Devotional. And uh, just a brief overview of the Front Porch Devotional. Uh, the devotional coordinates, it's, I'm going to start releasing these 30-day devotionals. And basically, it coordinates with each of the podcasts. So, you know, uh, devotional number one coordinates with podcast number one. And so I'm going to start releasing those. The first one, boy, oh boy, it was, it, <laughs> it was the hardest one, I think. And so I'm going to, the goal is to start releasing more of these uh, so that you can not only listen, uh, but you can also read. So for those of you who are really good uh, listeners and you just like listening that's cool you can just do the podcast and some of you are like like a paper version you can read through the devotional some of you are like man I want to double down I want to double down so this way you could actually listen to the podcast and then go to the devotional go through the devotional and, and do some journaling and that's a way to kind of help us learn and grow together again the whole point of this is that we're learning together, that we're taking God's word and not just listening to it, but l- really working through it, allowing it. Um, there's this part in Revelation. I, we did a podcast on it. I can't remember which one, but he talks about, he tells John to eat this book, to eat this book. And so the idea there is not just to read scripture, but like consume it, allow it to be a part of you. That's what the goal is. Uh, And then uh, thanks to those of you who are Patreon uh, donors, uh, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash front porch confessional. Uh, And here's the thing. If you uh, become kind of a monthly donor to the podcast, I'll just send you uh, one of the devotionals. So uh, for those of you who are uh, Patreon uh, donors right now, a copy is going to be on the way shortly to your home. And I uh, just want to say thank you so much for being a part and supporting the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. All right. Our passage for today is 1 Corinthians 10, 23 through 24. And it says this, 
all things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Um, when my mom tells the story about when she was a kid that she wanted to try beer so bad. Like she wanted to just try beer so bad. So she went to her dad and, and uh, my grandfather and said, Dad, I, I want to try beer. Like, let me try it. Let me try it. So my grandfather said, okay, you can try it. And so she's like, well, okay, well, where is it? And he's like, no, no, no. Why don't you come back to me in a two months and you can try it. So this is around the summertime up north, up in Michigan. It gets pretty humid up there. And so what my grandfather did is he took a beer and he put it under their front, their porch and this is my mom's story. Put it under the porch and let it sit there uh, uh, in the summer heat and humidity. And after two months, he said, okay. And he poured it into the glass. I can't even imagine. Hot. I can't even imagine the smell. And he poured it in the glass. He goes, here you go. You, you can have this. And so my mom was like super excited because she wants to try it, right? So she drinks this thing. And and uh, she said, I immediately threw up. Like, it was so bad. It was so disgusting that I immediately just revolted against it. Her whole body revolted against it. And I can kind of see my grandfather in the corner kind of getting a kick out of this whole thing. And my mom going, I will never do that again. I will never drink beer. Uh, I think about that so often as parents is you know, our kids want to try things. They want to have more of things. And so we're trying to always figure out these creative ways of helping them understand what's really good for them and what's not good for them. And, and Paul, uh, Paul's a spiritual father. You know, he loves this Corinthian church, right? He loves, loves the Corinthian church. But it was also like a very difficult church. It was, you know, this church and the culture that it found itself in was kind of like, New Orleans or Las Vegas, right? You know, Sin City is literally what New Orleans or what Las Vegas is called, Sin City, right? It's kind of like those cities, except honestly, without anyone enforcing the law, right? No one enforcing the law. No one saying you can't, you shouldn't do this, you can't do this, or police officers walking up and no, no none of that. Just anarchy in some ways. And, and, and I just think that's a scary reality. I mean, if you think about that, that is scary. You know, there was so much evil in, in, in the city. And what was being propagated was kind of this self-indulgent, do whatever feels good, you know, kind of way of living your life. And so here you have this little church, you know, these people, and this is the culture they found themselves in. I mean, they had, they had a temple that had a thousand priestesses who were prostitutes. So this is a gnarly, gnarly place. And here Paul, Pastor Paul, spiritual father Paul, steps into this place and he shares the gospel, the good news to liberate these people. Not from the world, right? He was trying to liberate them into life and life to the full. Liberate them into Jesus, right? The world was consuming them. He was trying to liberate them into the love of Jesus. And then as a result of that, they would be liberated from this world, right? And these, these new converts, they were so inebriated by their culture that they were really struggling to follow the Jesus that they had committed their lives to. So Paul comes in, he shares this gospel that they 
are connected to God the Father through Jesus the Son, his death and his resurrection, many come to believe, but they're really, really struggling. They kind of adopted this both and way of following Jesus. And Paul's like, it's not working. That's not going to work for you. It just, you can't be a friend of God and a friend of evil. Like it just doesn't work. You know, and I'm, I'm really blown away by Paul and the, the logical way in which he approaches people. You know, I, I would have kind of come into these people and said, yay, here's the deal. Y'all are screwing this thing up, right? I would have screamed at them. I would have rebuked them for not honoring the love and the sacrifice that Jesus has given to them. But Paul, it's so brilliant what he does. He doesn't do that. He doesn't scream at them. He doesn't light them up. He's very honest. He's very direct. But he slows down. And he unpacks for them and for us what will move us towards holiness and not away from it. Because within holiness, we start to see Jesus. That's that abiding presence. That's that abiding in Christ. I start to receive nutrients, right? I start producing fruit. Essentially what he says is, yes, this is what he's teaching. It's a dangerous thing to teach, honestly. But he's trying to help them understand this. He's essentially saying this, like, yes, grace has set you free. You are free in Jesus. You're washed by his blood and you have resurrection power that lives in you. And yes, it is true that nothing you can do can separate you from his love. Nothing. That being said, and this is an important part that this is an important point that he's trying to draw out in this particular passage, it doesn't mean you should abuse that love and that grace. That's what's happening to these people. That's what ha- is happening for so many of us is this abuse of love and grace that God gives to us as a gift because it will hurt you and it'll hurt other people and it'll hurt your relationship with God. So many people are asking, longing. I just want to hear from God. I want to sense his presence. I want to know where to go. I want to know what to do. But then they just kind of live like the world. They just live like everybody else. And they want a both and way to follow Jesus. And it just doesn't work that way. And, and what Paul is trying to help them understand is this. Do you know that God doesn't see you as a sinner? You know, when Jesus died, your sins were wiped away. And I want you to receive this. I want you to listen to this. It's so important. We are no longer people under the wrath of God. This is what he, Paul's preaching to these people. No longer under the wrath of God. No, 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 no. We are friends of God. We are friends of God. But here's the question. Are you abusing this grace and this love? Because you can't. But it's not what's best for you. It will destroy you. And may, maybe many of you know and feel the consequences of what that has done to your life. 
how it has hurt uh, you and how it has hurt other people to where you can no longer really hear from the Lord, right? It will not allow you to live into life and life to the full. And as a result, and this is truly the result, the result is that you're not only going to hurt the ones you love, but you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt strangers. But going even further, you will not be salt and light and you will look just like everyone else. You will also miss out on the delight, on the delight, the pure delight of hearing and growing into a deep and intimate love with the Father. So, so you can see why Paul is so concerned about this. He knows if they continue to go down this road, they will be disconnected from him, disconnected from one another, but most importantly, they will be disconnected from God. And so when he says to them, look, all things are, are lawful, right? But not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. What he's saying is, when you made a commitment to follow after Jesus, It's to transform every part of your life. And if you resist that, and if you resist that, the new covenant, if you resist it, you'll cease to truly understand what it means to be in the presence of God and to help others experience His glory, His goodness, His love, His mercy, His peace, His patience, his kindness. And so, Paul's like, please don't go down that road because our law, our lives are not led by law, but by love. A love of the Father who sent the Son Jesus to die for you and me so that we could be resurrected with him into life and life to the full. So the question is this, where currently are you abusing the grace of God? Father God, we need your help. Thank you so much for this passage, this proclamation, this parental word from Paul. I pray that we would listen to it, apply it in our lives, and live and bring life to others as we do that. So, take a breath. Reflect and believe that the God of the universe is near.